Hello, my ladies, my gays, my days, and of course, the men who get it. <laughs> Naya and I are back to finish our conversation about the through lines that like all <laughs> nice guys seem to have. Obviously, I should have known this conversation would take more than one episode. So we're back with part two. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you listen to that first. But Naya, what, what is going on here? Like, what's the reasoning here? This is a hot take. I talked about it on I talked about it on the internet. I'm not alone. I see other people talk about it. I don't think a lot of straight men like women. Like they oh. don't like us, they don't respect us, they don't want to be dating us. Yeah. But it's due to heteronormativity and extreme homophobia, they don't realize that they don't like us. And so like they're in these relationships with us, but they treat us like that. They ignore us, they humiliate us, they, you know, it's gross. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's just <laughs> true. This men don't like women. <laughs> Here's what I will say. Here's what I think. As always, I like to preface like that's obviously not what's <laughs> happening on a podcast. I'm going to talk about my feelings now. And I blame most of it on society, the way that we're raised. I don't, you know, I definitely think there's biological components. But when we're talking about that topic in particular, I think many, many men um not all men not all men but many men particularly toxic ones I think they do not like women as in do not enjoy spending time with them Mm -hmm. find them to be annoying like need time away from them it's like I gotta go be with my boys or I gotta go to the bar or I got like they don't I love spending time with my wife like she's my best friend like I want Mm -hmm. to hang out with her like I love to hang out with her Um, and all of us need time away from our partners. I don't mean that at all. We're not talking like codependent here, but the idea of like, it's completely acceptable if not expected and promoted, you know, for men not to enjoy women. And yeah, and I'm not talking about sexually. I'm not talking about attraction. No, I'm talking about time with them. Like the nagging wife stereotype. Like, give me a break. Like, I don't think, yeah, they don't respect us. They don't like us. They don't value us. It's a lot of reflection of like just societal um, societal devaluation of things that are associated with femininity and with women. Like why mm-hmm. would they like us when society teaches them that everything that we do is unimportant Truly. and not Truly. valued? Well, it's just, it's such a strange thing to be normalized. Like not liking your partner. And vice versa. I mean, there's a lot of women that don't like, you know, it's a very dysfunctional, societally approved type of dynamic of like, I I can't stand you, (laughs) but we're married and I will just spend as much time away from you Mm -hmm. to to deal with that, to cope with it. Yeah, to cope with it. Because I like to, because I'm sexually attracted to you. And also because- Uh, a lot of cultural scripts tell us that that's what marriage is supposed to be right you're supposed to hate your spouse and but you stick through it because that's what marriage is like every tv show ever (laughs) yeah yeah exactly a nag the nagging wife and the funny husband who's just Mm -hmm. talk about nice guys you know who's just he's so funny why is she always up in his business like you look at uh, everybody loves raymond king of queens uh married with children like all just all of them it was like and also these awesome women let's not forget that but yeah whatever like just being painted as these 
just nagging, obnoxious. The guy's just trying to be a goofball, and she's she's yep. just raining on his parade. Yep. I think some of this, though, it ties in because if men aren't really inherently interested in getting to know women, sure. the things that they do to try to attract us are very surface level. Like, oh, I'll strum a guitar. I'll yes. strum a guitar and she will be interested in me. Instead of like, let's have a meaningful date where we do something with a shared interest and get to know each other. That's such a good point because th- that's another aspect of it. Again, we're not hating on all guitars and people <laughs> playing guitar, but it's like, it's not even about the person so often. It's it's like their thing they do. Like, oh, I play guitar every time I take a girl on a date. Like I've had mm-hmm. so many nice guys it's like in, um, there's a movie, uh, he's not that into you. And yeah, he sings yep. this, uh, Drew Barrymore gets the call and it's like a guy singing her name and she's like, oh my God. And then the next message yeah. is him singing a different girl. And he's like, oh God, yep. click. Um, yep. 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 that's, that's what it's like. It's like, it's just this form of game. It's like, oh, I'll just play the guitar and it doesn't change for the person. And to your point, it is very surface level. And it's like, you're not getting to know me enough to try and do things I like. You're just yeah. throwing out what, what you think is easy to do or you like to do. Right. And you're just expecting that to, to to be pleasing to me without even getting to know me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if I have a bad reaction, then I look bad. Exactly. Which like, girl, if I have not pretended to like well so many things really but like like so many serenade sessions so many like weird surprises like I always felt like it was on me to make them feel good and like yeah my reaction was so important I had to make it look like it was good you know like oh I love this weird thing you made out of sticks like whatever it's just it was like a this such a thing weird you made out of sticks that's just a made-up one thank god but you know what I'm saying it's like this weird yeah. um yeah, yeah it's it's very interesting and I think it it ties into something on your email that you sent me about mm-hmm. like being rehearsed and being performative yes. like it's just like this set thing that like that they think women like or that's gonna do well and it's just what they turn to every time. I definitely think there are a lot of nice guy narcissists, you know, where um, they're a narcissist and then they are just the nice guy version of that. But there's something that people say about narcissists being that they have a script and you Mm -hmm. don't know what the script is, but you are expected to know your lines. Mm -hmm. And if you deviate from the script that they have written about who you are and what you're like and how you talk, if you ever deviate from that, you're going to be punished. And I really feel like that can be also attributed to like the nice guy because it's like they have a fantasy of Mm -hmm. who you are and how you're like and what you'll do and what you'll say. And they have a fantasy of how a date will go or whatever. And it's like, if that doesn't happen. It's your fault. It's your fault. And they're upset because they feel entitled to that with you without having put in the effort to actually earn it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it all really does come back to them feeling entitled to our space and our time and wanting a romantic situation with us. Like even, you know, the nice guys were like, no, I'm just being nice. Uh, We can be friends. Like it's the motivation is always to get something romantic or sexual out of us. Mm -hmm. I was just watching a TikTok 
And it was from one of my favorite mutuals, who is a man. I think his handle is Professor Neil. Ooh. He always talks about misogyny and sexism and stuff. And he does a great job. And people listen to him because he's a man. Imagine. Um, uh, he was doing a breakdown of another guy's TikTok. And this guy, this, uh, this guy that he was responding to had initially responded to a woman who talked about being... Um, like approached in public by a guy did you know do you, I yeah, saw yeah. this t t tell so, us tell us yeah okay so there was a woman and she was like a guy was yelling at me like miss or like hey lady whatever and a guy immediately started stitching it and was like this is why society is broken because I can't even like call out to a woman if she like drops her keys or something like why does she expect like there, there's no reason for women to fear like harassment in the broad light of day, blah, blah, blah. And this other guy, um, Professor Neil, step-by-step -step kind of breaks down every sentence. He's bringing in statistics about how, you know, 80% of women have experienced sexual harassment. Um, the fact that a majority of it happens in public spaces with other people around mm -hmm. in like during the day. Um, and he's like, okay, so your issue is that you can't, uh, let a woman know if she's dropped her keys out of her purse or whatever. That's what the first guy was like. He's like, how am I supposed to let you know if you've dropped something? And then it immediately turns to the guy going, and you know, good traditional men like to meet women in public at the grocery store, at church, at, you know, whatever, at the mall. So I want to go up to you and get to know you in person. And now I can't. And he, Professor Neil is like, I thought this was about returning a lost item returning lost keys is it really ding, about ding, you ding. is it really about you feeling like you can't hit on women in public and this whole guy's video it was all in a nice guy facade of like I want to help women in public if they you know if they drop their drop imaginary keys yeah and oh really what he was saying was I'm sad that women don't allow me to invade their space in public anymore mm -hmm. and like I just two days ago was with a friend in a coffee shop and a man came up to her and uh it was it, it was such a bizarre situation <laughs> we were sitting at a we were sitting at a high top I was facing her she was facing me and this guy had obviously been behind us and was like looking at her he so he couldn't see my face but he comes up and he's like uh, hey, um, what's your name to her? And she's like, Emily. And he's like, hey, Emily, I haven't really ever seen you here before. Do you come here a lot? And she's like, nope. And I'm like, nope, this is our first time here. Lying. And he's like, okay, well, like, do you live around here? Where do you live? Ew. And she's like, nope, I don't live in this part of town. And he's like, okay, well, like, you're so beautiful. I just want to let you know you're so beautiful. And she's like, thank you. Meanwhile, I'm right here. <laughs> and he never complimented me, which was kind of fun. Um, but he's like, can I have your Instagram handle? And she's like, no, I'm married. And he's like, oh, okay. And then like, it took him forever to leave. And like, Ew. okay, so that's, yeah. So that's a scenario of, of this guy, you know, coming up to us in public and flirting with us like a traditional man. My friend was so uncomfortable um like literally for the next like 10 minutes in our conversation like I could tell she was just like spaced out like she kept like fidgeting like I could tell her Poor like thing. her space had been invaded truly but that's like you know a nice guy who just like gives you a compliment in public and wants to get to know you that's not 
good. Like that doesn't <laughs> not that cool. don't like it. That inherently has this power dynamic where like if you say no, like you have no idea if he's gonna flip the script. Like you said, if they if we don't follow their expected script, what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. If they're gonna just not leave us alone, follow yeah. us, get violent, who knows? Like that's not how we wanna meet people. Um no. and it it's like it puts us in a very vulnerable place. And that's not to say that you like can't meet someone in the real world. I get this sure. a lot from guys on TikTok who are like, this is why men are single because you say that we can't approach you in public. No, if you like strike up a conversation with right. someone naturally, you can meet that way. But I'm not going to walk up to someone and be like, hi, where do you live? Do you come here a lot? You're What's your really address? Can I, can I please have your, literally, he basically asked for her address. It's a complete disregard or it's not even a lack of understanding, but because there's like no attempt to understand. So it's just blatant, uh, willful ignorance to a, a mm-hmm. woman's experience. When you do that, when you approach us immediately and speaking from my own experience, I'm running through my head. Like, what's this dude going to say? What does he want? Mm-hmm. Is he going to pretend he wants one thing per the key comment? Like, pretend my keys you know and like because that happens all the time like can I ask you a question or like what 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 are you drinking there I I need to I don't know what I'm gonna order like just making Mm -hmm. something up and then wondering okay well when's the when is the script gonna flip to your yeah to your point and it's like it's very anxiety provoking and almost all of us if not all of us have had that gone very badly mm-hmm. have had someone approach us and either they get aggressive they won't leave they follow us out i've had all of those happen and it's like so when you do that when you compl- like we're when someone is in their own world doing their own thing and you enter that without any care to their experience because your need to hit on them is like supersedes their need for safety and their need for peace. Yeah, just their personal space. You don't know anything about them. You don't even nope. know their like sexuality. You don't even know. It's like if you had guys doing that and you always compare it to men to men because that's like the one time their brain yep. comp- like toxic men. It's like if you compare it to that, which is so annoying. But like, it's like if someone you were not attracted to did that to you all the time and yep. it was multiple people you were not attracted to, which, you know, sorry, but a lot of times the women that you do that to are not attracted to you don't want you to do that it's like you it's just a strange thing like in this day and age for people to act like they don't know why that would be why 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 is that a problem yeah just meeting people the old-fashioned way what's ironic also is um I'm just about to start data collection for my dissertation uh and I'm looking at how daily experiences with sexual harassment disrupt women's sense of self. And I was literally talking with my friend about (laughs) like the variables I'm going to include, what I need to include statistically, what are some covariates and things like, you know, age and whatever. And then this guy comes up and I'm like, I asked her, I was like, would you consider that sexual harassment? And she was like, no. And I was like, really? Cause like he commented on your appearance. Like that's Mm -hmm. like a dead like, you know, facet of sexual harassment is like, you know, a sexual comment or a comment about, you know, your body. And she was like, no, you know, and she used to be a a bartender. Oh, um, God. 
you know, and she's like, so I, I, she's like, I'm used to a lot of that in like a professional context. So it's hard for me to kind of like differentiate it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. but I can tell that like, you are supremely bothered. So what is it about that? If it's not sexual harassment that like made you so uncomfortable. Right. Because I would consider that sexual harassment. I would also. So yeah, but it was um it was great timing on that guy's behalf just to come <laughs> up while we were talking about that. I'm like, and thank you for giving me renewed motivation to study this. It's it, again, it's like so many nice guys in quotations ha- just have this weird script in their head. Like they just mm-hmm. think like I I'm gonna walk up to you in this coffee shop and say something funny and you're gonna fall for it and love it. Like it it just doesn't enter their mind, like, what is she going through? What how does she feel today? And like again, then they get mad when you don't appreciate it or react right yep and then the one I want to touch on is like how they can be incredibly condescending or narcissistic how often nice guys which I mentioned a little bit ago is like that I think a lot of them are narcissistic in nature the condescending bit especially I see when like when I'm trying to explain to someone that their behavior isn't nice or flattering and they get you know they try to explain why it is and again it's like no you're not listening to my experience as a woman telling you that we don't like this like you're trying to explain to me why I should like it and I'm explaining to you why we don't right maybe just listen to us if you (laughs) claim to want to get to know us like I feel like that's such a clear red flag. If someone says they're doing something for you to be nice, it's like, if you take it in another context, okay, someone's like, oh, I'm making you dinner. And they make, like for me, they they make me mango sorbet, okay? They're very skilled, (laughs) like at making things. I would be like, oh, I'm allergic. I can't eat that. And they're like, no. No, you're going to like it. You would like no. Yeah, exactly. I'll have hives. Like, like exactly eat it they're just like trying to feed it to you but if someone if you're doing something for someone and it truly is a nice act when they tell you I don't like that like one you should start to rethink that like you should mm-hmm. go back to the drawing board and if you if someone does something for you and you say you don't like that or you object or whatever and they immediately get very defensive that's a red flag for me that they may be a nice guy because it, it just doesn't logically make sense. It's like, no, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't like yep. that. Mm-hmm. And again, to your point earlier about like not seeing women as individuals, like just thinking like, oh, I'll just play the guitar and they'll all love it. It's like, mm-hmm. you're just saying like, no, this works for all women. And here's why it's nice for all women. Yes. I think it's like the deeper issue is, okay, so you think every woman is the same. <laughs> like it's, we'll all yes. like it. It's very objectifying, I think, because you really do treat women as just a thing to like, you know, and one of the, so for our listeners, I study objectification and um, the philosopher Martha Nussbaum, who originally kind of presented objectification and what it is, described seven ways that people can be objectified. One of which is fungibility, which is seeing someone as interchangeable with another. So something like a dollar. If you have two dollar bills, they are the same. Like you can have one dollar yes. bill, you 
you trade it with someone else for their $1 bill, you have the same thing. And women are seen in that way. They're seen as interchangeable. I can act the same exact way to this woman as another woman. And I expect to get the same reaction because I don't see them as having a brain or autonomy or a sense of self. Oh, that's fascinating. It's, 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 what is it called? Fungibility? It's my favorite word, fungibility. Fungibility. It's not fun. <laughs> fungibility. Nope. Well, nope. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny because like, I can already hear like a toxic dude in my head as we all, most women can have that, like already know, like, oh, that's what they would say. Like, okay, well, like you're talking about men, like you're talking about men. It's like, well, actually, no, it's on our end. It's like, we have a vast experience mm-hmm. of men harming us and harassing us. And it's the B theory, you know, it's like, uh, like, I, I don't know which one's going to sting me. I've been stung before. And they all have stingers. So the, the possibility is there. Right. So it's like, that is a threat issue experience and trying to avoid a threat versus mm-hmm. you just thinking all like women are all the same. All like the they, same. Yeah. They In are all not, ways. Yeah. It's like, I've heard, I've literally heard men on TikTok just say like women don't have hobbies yeah oh yeah oh I remember when that was like a I remember when that was a big thing women have the most hobbies because they don't because they don't value things that are stereotypically feminine as like you know like oh okay we we like okay what's a what's a hobby that a lot of women have I don't know gardening gardening crocheting uh painting like are those hobbies or are those things that women should just do. naturally kind of do women should be <laughs> you know we're born that way we just crochet yeah you know, they tend they tend to the home um and that's not uh, a real hobby a real hobby is like playing what whatever with the boys playing fantasy football with the boys yeah that's mm-hmm. so nice that's so such a good hobby no actually i i'm not even hating on fantasy football but it, it's interesting. That's a very good point. It's like, it's, it's not even that they don't know women have hobbies. It's like they discredit yeah. their hobbies as dumb. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, across genders, like, I know so many people, like, women, trans, bi- like, non-binary, like, so many of my friends have expansive hobbies, like, like, literally too many hobbies where I'm like, we got to calm down with the hobbies. Like we got, mm-hmm. like we all do different things and like, we all enjoy each other's hobbies and like celebrate each other's hobbies. And they're most like, I all, it's like so unique. Like my, my group of uh friends, like I'll have these like incredible, like weird skills, like whether it's art or some of them can do like, like make clothing. Like it's like, yeah. like I can't even like, you guys are so cool. I need more hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like a bizarre, it's such a bizarre thing. It's like, and just, like, what are men's hobbies that they think are better than ours? Like working out, like maybe having a podcast. Like, I think men's hobbies are very narrowed and yes. typically involve again, like performing masculinity to other men. Yes. Like, I am surprised when I meet a man who has a hobby that like he does alone. That's a good point. Like, you know? That's definitely not celebrated at all. Or like, it's almost seen as, I feel like it's seen as nerdy no matter what it is. Mm -hmm, If a a man, and like a hundred percent, I fully 
un, I, not fully understand, but fully acknowledge how limiting a patriarchy is to men also like a hundred percent like that sucks like anytime a guy has a hobby by himself they're like nerd you know it's like what whatever like uh uh, comic books like video games um (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh like even people that like would do like have cars or like do trains like there's all these like things people would have i remember that they would do that are more solo activities um yeah. And it was never really, I don't think I've ever seen like a, a hobby a man does by himself. That's not like, looked like, oh no, dude, I don't do that. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, oh God. It's just, it's, do you think I'm like, my mind's a little blown at this time. Do you think <laughs> that like the fact that these these traits and these things that are like these commonalities between nice guys do you think it's all just a product of the misogynistic element that is being a nice guy yeah I mean I think almost everything is a product of that (laughs) but like I do I do also feel for like the nice guys who maybe don't seem super misogynistic but just like like the ones that you have here hopeless romantic but creepy and unrealistic the ones who genuinely kind of like are just trying too hard Mm. but like not in like a in a vindictive or like manipulative way but are just like creepy like (laughs) I don't necessarily think that is like rooted in misogyny so much as just like I mean maybe it is to an extent like thinking that women are just just want these like superficial big spectacle type of things and that's where I feel like again that's to me that weird idealization of women I think that can be just as toxic yeah it doesn't leave room for them to be people and it's like it's like a fantasy like they've just fantasized about women and even even if it's in a kind way, right? Like even if it's like I really want to treat a woman like she's special or whatever. But again, it doesn't take into account the individual. It doesn't yeah. take into account what she wants. It doesn't take into account because like half the time that I've if I've had people be like kind of weird, like do really grand gestures, it's usually very unwanted on my end. And any yeah. investigation, any inquiry on their end about how I was feeling would have let them know I did not want them to do that. And so it's like, instead of seeing me as the individual, it's like, oh, well, you know, I want her. I want her and she's going to love this. And playing it up to the point of like, just not, just they they aren't, they aren't in reality and therefore perpetually are disappointed with women just being people, (laughs) like just existing having personalities and and things yeah I feel like starting this podcast I feel like we talked early on ever since then I'm like every time I do a nice go I'm like deep that's misogyny way down like just keep going it's an iceberg yes right and it's also like there can be like okay so in the example of this guy that we're hypothetically talking about who is just kind of creepy he really wants like a woman to yes. whatever idolize. I think there's a difference with like that kind of guy doing that because of the like the patriarchal umbrella 
of society that he was raised in versus a guy who really has internalized like misogyny Mm. and stuff right there's like misogyny as exists outside the person and misogyny that exists inside the person yeah and I think those are two different types of nice guys yeah um both can be very harmful so what would the difference be like how would you see a difference between external versus internal the difference might be in like how so okay I'm thinking of the hopeless romantic kind of creepy guy who just goes out of his way to be sweet and nice to you and real like if you turn him down he just gets depressed and he's like I'm never gonna find a girl it's so hard to date blah 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 versus the guy who when you turn him down gets angry and hostile Mm -hmm. and calls you a right I think it's like do they internalize it or do they externalize it to women that makes sense I feel like I feel like we've met both types of those guys right just like the real pathetic ones I mean I definitely think the fact that they are a quote-unquote nice guy versus a nice guy shows very much in their reaction to things yeah um but yeah I think there is the guy who when when things go wrong or doesn't get what he wants he then yeah does kind of rip himself up like he's not good enough he'll never get a girl he keeps trying he doesn't understand versus the guy who takes it to the next step which is what's her problem like I should be able to get a girl I should this isn't right like this isn't my fault uh, what's her problem? Why would she react mm-hmm. that way when I've done something so nice? Right. Mm-hmm. And then there are the real nice guys who are like, oh, I understand. Like, yeah. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> or like the ones who are your friends and want to get to know you or the ones who let you talk about men's shitty behavior without getting defensive. I have some of those. They're hard to find, but they are, yeah. they exist. And like, to me, it all comes down to to avoid being a nice guy in quotations, like just care about how the woman feels, just care about her experience, care about her reaction, see her as an individual. Like, I, I feel like through this conversation, I'm like, if the guy did that, if the quote unquote nice guy did that, I feel like every story I've told would change because mm-hmm. if he, what or it would change because he had the the ability to do so. I feel like that that's a, like a core element of it. It's just like this in this ref, it's not an inability as much as a refusal mm-hmm. to see to see the woman as she is versus how you expect her or want her to be. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it. You cap it. And that's it. <laughs> we've we've brought it back to objectification of women, which I love. <laughs> We're always coming back to that. It's always there. Oh my gosh, Naya. Good Lord. Is there anything else we, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? I think we talked about a lot. (laughs) We talked about all of it and all of it was very interrelated. I know. Like we have this list and then somehow just by you and I just like talking forever, like ding, 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 ding. We have, we Mm -hmm. have touched every single one of them. Yeah, and then like mansplaining, that's kind of the nice guy who is met with pushback. He's just trying to explain it to you. Yes. You just can't, you're just not understanding yet. Let me explain it to you. Let mansplaining just... is when a man explains something to you. A, a woman. woman. Do you know what a woman is? I, like. I love when they say that we're woman splaining. Have you ever had someone do that? I've had someone no. do that. 
Oh I've had gosh. someone in my comments tell me that I was woman-splaining That's my sad. own degree. My own degree. <laughs> no, sorry, I shouldn't laugh that loud. But just the <laughs> idea of like, you've dedicated your life and your time to studying something and they're like, don't you tell me about what you're studying. <laughs> my response was when a woman with qualifications talks about what she's qualified to speak about that's just called being an expert not woman's blaming can that just like, be like a sticker or like a tattoo on my body or like that is the best thing <laughs> put I it heard. all over me yes just i'll put, put it, it on a sweatshirt yeah oh, please do woman's blaming when a woman with degrees speaks and a man gets mad in the comment section <laughs> god yeah no you're definitely like i i feel like you Although we talk about similar things, I feel like you get hammered by people in the comment it, sections just being atrocious. It's unhinged. It's unhinged. It's crazy. Like, and we, I, oh, I just made a video about this too because it's just so constant. Like, when women don't like men, they 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 leave them alone. Like, I don't interact with men's content if I don't yes. like what they're saying. Yes. When men, I, like, and in person, I avoid physical interactions with men. Like, I will sit far away from a man in the coffee shops to reduce the chance of him talking to me. Yeah. When men don't like women, they become obsessed with us. They yes. take every opportunity to talk to us, to harass us, to tell us that they don't like us. Hate like, follow. If you, yeah. If you are a misogynist who hates women, just leave us alone. Right. Done. Instead of just literally never leaving us alone it, it, literally in our face all the time yeah it is a it is a strange like and you know drew knows that you know more than anyone but it's like a very strange concept of like as much as I feel like it's thrown our way that like we can't take criticism or we're like sensitive or we're this that and the other thing as women which you know like they always are on the gender by bi- they're always talking in the gender binary terms you know like they're never like and also trans and non-binary yeah people. yeah like women um yeah I talk about men but that's because the podcast is nice guy men um cis men is what I mean it's remarkable how fragile they are it's remarkable how much if you say something they do not like and even if it doesn't affect them it doesn't have to do with them they don't know you you're not talking to them like you're literally not talking to them they have to be like mm-hmm. in the comments. You're like, bro. Yeah, it's like they have to let you know how they feel about what you said instead of just moving on. Yeah, just move on. It's fine. <laughs> and again, it's like you're it's you're not saying something offensive. Like I totally get if someone is saying something horrendous, like checking people. Like I think it's good to be like, you know, like that's really whatever. But it's like you're just like speaking. They're like no, 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 no women talk here. No women. No women, just just woman, just now. You're like, stop, dude. Just stop. Just go, go play acoustic guitar somewhere, okay, buddy? (laughs) Oh shit. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. Like, I very much appreciate it, as always. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Oh, is there any? Do you have anything you want anyone to know about, or do you want to just tag talk about your socials? That I'm that I'm amazing. I don't know. They already know that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Roxanne Naya, N-A-I-A. 
You can find me on TikTok, Naya Papaya. Papaya is spelled P-A-P-A-I-A, like Naya. Whoa. And that's it. And be on the lookout for Naya Papaya merch, such as this patriarchy crew neck that no one can see, but that I love. It's awesome. I'm looking at it and I love it. It's really cute. I can't wait to wear all the all the crew necks and shirts and whatever uh okay all the things that you make thank you Naya for being here and sharing your amazing knowledge and thank you everyone who has listened hopefully this has given you like a little more of an educated (laughs) educated reasoning not that all of this was based in science but you know (laughs) you know it was science it was data driven we were using data (laughs) Of our, our own, own life. personal experiences, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, God. And as always, my friends, F the nice guy. <laughs>